0: John chapter 15. We had one of our my favorite song leaders tonight. Thank you, Pastor Stone. <laughs> We've been patting each other on the back for 27 years. It's worked so far. we're going to keep doing it. Nobody else says anything nice about us, we'll say something nice about each other, right? So that's how it works. That's why we stayed here so long. <laughs> well, happy Groundhog's Day. I saw uh, on the internet one of the guys said, if the pastor sees his shadow today, there'll be six more weeks of the sermon series, and so uh, it won't be that long. We're doing Enjoying Life as the name of the sermon series we're doing. We only got two more weeks after tonight, and so no matter if I see my shadow or not, it won't matter. We'll be done with that by then, and uh, so I hope that you uh, are enjoying life. If anybody ought to enjoy life, it ought to be a Christian, right? We have so many things to enjoy about this life, and sometimes. Uh, we get bogged down and if you're enjoying life some of you need to let your face know that you're enjoying life so it shows on your countenance and it shows on your face a, a merry heart makes a glad countenance the bible says and so we talked about that earlier and, and uh so i think and we all know this that with jesus christ as the center of our life we can enjoy life no matter what circumstances are we've been looking at that over the last little bit all right i want you to look to the screen here i'll put, put a, an old toy have you ever seen that toy before does that look familiar to anybody That is called the Magic 8-Ball, all right? That was manufactured back in 1950 by Mattel. So it's been still still making it now for 70 years that has been uh, sold. The idea of this is is that you ask a question to the Magic 8-Ball, and you shake it, and you turn around, and it gives you an answer, right? We know this is not, it's not black magic, all right? We don't believe, this isn't really telling you. If you're using this to determine God's will for your life, you're, we have issues, all right? Do not use this to let God lead you or make decisions in your life. On the Magic 8-Ball, there are 20 different answers. They're all a bunch of just nonsense, nonsense answers, but 20 different answers that you can look at, all right? And so you're wondering, what does the Magic 8-Ball have to do with enjoying life? Well, that's a good question. The way we've approached this study is... We've kind of looked, I want this enjoying life not to be my experiences. It's not Mike Holland sitting down thinking, okay, how can I tell people how to enjoy life? Have you ever asked your Bible a question? Ask a question to the Bible and see what the Bible has to say. Like, you know, how am I going to get through this circumstance? Well, maybe, you know, give it a shake and let the Bible speak to you. Get, let the Bible give the answers to you. So what I've tried to do over the last few weeks and for the next couple of weeks weeks is, is ask that question over and over and over again. How can I enjoy life? Or how can the people of Bible Baptist Church that will gather on Sunday night enjoy life? And we've given the Bible a shake to see what the Bible said. We looked first at John chapter ten, verse ten, where Christ said, "I'm come that you might have life, and that you might have it more abundantly." So I had to realize that the same God who promised me eternal life promised me an abundant life, and so I got to claim it by faith. And so if I want to enjoy life, I just got to look at what the Bible says and say, "Hey, God wants me to enjoy life." That helps me to enjoy my life. We we gave it another shake the next week, and we looked at Proverbs chapter fifteen, verse fifteen: A merry heart. It's like a continual feast. And a merry heart maketh a glad countenance. And a merry heart's like a medicine. If you choose to have a merry heart and just choose to look at life through a merry heart, you can enjoy life. And so I can choose to have a merry heart or an afflicted spirit. And so the Bible gave me an answer. It's not like a magic eight ball where it's just nonsense. This is, tr- this is good Bible answers. How do I enjoy life? Well, have a merry heart. Wake up every morning and ask God to give you a merry heart so you can face the day and look at the circumstances of life through a different perspective because you have Jesus Christ. We looked again last week, the week before that, uh, the Bible where it says, if you want to love life and see good days, so God says, Here, here's how you enjoy life. <laughs> and we talked about how you, if you, you know, bite your tongue and take the high road and, and uh, pursue peace and really we talked about avoiding drama. If you're going to learn to avoid drama in your life, you can enjoy life better. And that's an, that's not my answer. That's God's answer. God says if you want to love life and see good days, then here's the things you need to do. We shook it again last week and looked at uh, Psalm 23 that your shepherd wants you to lay down in green pastures he wants you to walk beside still waters he wants you to have a table in the midst of trouble he wants you to have comfort in the the valley of shadow of death he wants to be there with you his rod and staff he wants to comfort you and so if you'll learn to follow the shepherd you can enjoy life and so that's the answer that God gives and so as as I begin to think about this week and you know I have some other ideas we're going to talk about just shake that Bible again. What's, what's the answer that we can come up to? And the funny thing is, last Sunday night when I left uh, here, I went home and I went on social media, which is probably not a good idea, but my social media is different than most social media. I follow very few people. And in my social media, I always say this. They don't make me laugh or they don't make me think. I don't, I don't follow them. And so I have a very few people that I follow. And one of my people I follow is my brother-in-law, Josh Mead, over in Africa. And he posted one verse. Nothing else, just one verse. And I read that verse Sunday night after our service, and I thought, that is the verse we have got to cover. If we're going to talk about enjoying life, there's a verse that we have to cover. I mean, there's, there's no way around it. It wasn't on my radar. I wasn't planning to go in that direction. But when I saw this verse, I knew we had to cover. Look at John chapter 15. Verse number 11. Christ says, these things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. So Jesus Christ says, I'm going to tell you, I told you something, and the reason I told you something was because I want you to have full joy. So if Jesus Christ says, here's how you disciples, if you are be my follower, and you're going to enjoy life, here's how you enjoy life. I think we got to cover this topic here tonight. And so I want you to understand here what we're looking at here. John chapter thirteen to seventeen is an interesting passage of scripture. John chapter thirteen through seventeen all took place in less than twenty-four hours, probably actually less than four, five, or six hours. These are all words of Jesus Christ. That so it's probably the longest. It's the longest uh, dialogue of Jesus Christ in the shortest amount of time. And so all these words are Jesus Christ talking to his disciples. Look back to John chapter 13 real quick. I'll give you the idea of this passage. Verse number 1. John 13, verse number 1. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own which were in the world, He loved them unto the end. And so here's the picture. Jesus Christ gathers around 12 disciples. In a short time, one disciple is going to go betray him, and there'll be 11 left. And so Jesus Christ sits down... And walks with and talks with his 11 disciples, knowing that his time is, leave, is leaving. And he's talking to the people that he loved, his own, his own disciples, his own followers. And he's giving them instructions here in John chapter 13 through 17, their final instructions. Think about this. Their relationship with Jesus Christ is going to drastically change in a matter of hours. They have no idea. Jesus Christ knows. He says, I'm I'm going to the upper room with my people to talk to my people because in just a few hours, I'm going to the cross. And he gathers them around to give them them their final instructions. He's about to leave this world. And in the middle of these final instructions, we find this key verse. But think about these, these, uh, these disciples, this drastic change in their relationship my uh, my daughter Nikki and Robin just got a dog, a puppy. We are we are grandparents of a puppy, all right. In fact, we get the dog sit this week, a puppy that is not housebroken, still chews on everything. If they come home to a dog, they'll be I'll be surprised. <laughs> you pray for us. <laughs> but with that puppy, they said when they first got it, the first few nights. The puppy suffered from separation anxiety, whimpering all night long. You know, some of you have puppies, you know what they're talking about. And and even from them now, I'm sure that dog's attached. That's why the dog's going in the basement and my noisemaker is going on full blast. All right. So uh, separation anxiety. These disciples are about to experience separation anxiety their savior, their master is about to leave them. And in the midst of this, he said, I want to tell you how to have full joy in your life. He says in our text there in John chapter 15, turn back to John 15, we'll say the rest of the night in John chapter 15. He says, these things have I spoken unto you. Interesting. Jesus Christ said those words five times that we have recorded in the Bible. These things have I spoken unto you. All five times that he said them are in John chapter 13 to 17. He says it nowhere else in the Bible. He's saying, I'm speaking these things to you, and here's the reason. I'm speaking these things to you, and here's the reason. I'm speaking these things to you, and here's the reason. These things have I spoken unto you. He's going to give them the reason why he's giving this instruction to them. And his reason is this. I want you to have full joy. And so as we read this, I want to share with you tonight, I think one of the keys to enjoying life is this. Staying connected. Staying connected. Jesus Christ is about to leave them, and he's going to teach them that even though they're apart, they'll be together. And he's teaching them how to stay connected. It takes work to stay connected when you're apart. Our daughter Jessica just moved out to Winnipeg. Nikki and Robin just got married, so we went from two girls at home to empty nest. If anybody's crying in the room right now, that's my wife. You'll know that that's the person, all right? And, and so we have that. Now we're separated. We know, we understand, it takes work now to stay connected when you're apart. And Jesus Christ is saying to them that if you want to stay connected, then you have to there'll be work on our part and we'll do our part. So enjoying life is rooted in staying connected. Here's the whole idea of this passage. He said these things... John chapter 15, verses 1 to 10, he spoke to them, and he says, I I just told you that for this reason. I want you to have joy. I want you to have joy. So first of all, I want you to understand this. Our joy is rooted in our relationship. Our joy is rooted in our relationship. Notice in our verse, he says uh, in verse 11, These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, And that your joy might be full. Did you catch that? My joy, your joy. My joy, your joy. Relationship. You know, what? can I tell you this? Jesus Christ finds joy in connecting with you. Do you find joy in connecting with him? He says, my joy, this relationship is all about my joy, your joy. My joy wants to, I want my joy to be in you, and I want your joy to be full. And if you if you have, if you want that, you gotta stay connected. The relationship's gonna be different, but the relationship has got to continue. He uses this extended illustration to describe this relationship. He talks about the vine and the branches. Look at verse number one of chapter 15. I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Look at verse number five. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. Without me, ye can do nothing. One of the key words here in these, verse, these ten verses that he says, he talks about, you know, I'm speaking these words to you so you have full joy. One of the key words is abide, abide. Over and over he says abide. It means to remain, to stay with, to be connected. So maintain that connection together to stay or remain. Look at verse number four. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. The branch and the vine abiding together. Look at verse uh, number seven. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you. Ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Abiding together, Jesus Christ and you, staying connected throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout your life, you will have joy. Your joy is rooted in your relationship to Him. You can try to find joy other places. There's a, a great tragedy that happened down in the States in the last week or so. When Kobe Bryant, one of the greatest basketball players of all time, died in a tragic helicopter crash, right? You've heard all about that. It's been over and over on the news. One thing that I really picked up on, I've watched interviews with with different men. You know, tragedy is a great equalizer. Here I see Shaquille O'Neal, who's seven foot four, 350 pounds, multi millionaire, very talented, famous, all that. Know what he said on the, in the interview with tears in his eyes? I lost my sister this year. I haven't been able to sleep since then. There's no way I can deal with this. I stood before my class on Wednesday night, my grade three, four class on Wednesday night, and I said this to them You coming to this class, and listening to the Bible will prepare you more for life, death, and eternity than anything Shaquille O'Neal has ever done or Kobe Bryant has ever done. If Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant had, a, had a faith in God, I don't know if he had a faith in Jesus Christ. That's between him and God. He, he, he had a belief in God. I've read some of the interviews and saw those things. Whether he had that personal relationship with Christ, I don't know. But teaching these young people about life and death and eternity prepares them for eternity more than being a famous basketball player, multimillionaire, famous, all that kind of stuff. Those, these men that I watch, grown men crying, struggling for words, can't, they said, I do not know how I'm going to handle this. I don't know how I'm going to cope with this. But we have a different answer. Because when tragedy strikes... And it happens to all of us. Is it easy? No. But we have a Savior. We have a relationship that gets us through. And so this is what Christ is talking about here. He says that you remain, we stay connected. Uh, Our joy is full as we connect to the vine. You're the branch, He's the vine. Just stay connected. Stay connected every day, every hour, every moment, every trial. Connect to the vine. That's where your joy comes from. That's how you can enjoy life when others are falling apart. You stay connected to the vine. Verse 7 gives us the key. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will and shall be done unto you. It's no big secret. God's word abiding in us and praying and talking to him. You'll ask. Prayer. And we say prayer and Bible reading. I'll say more than that. The word here is abide. Let me talk to you about Bible, meditating on the Bible. It'd be better for you to read two verses, one verse of Scripture, and then think about it throughout the day, than to read chapter after chapter after chapter and never think about it again. Letting the Word of God abide in your mind and in your heart so it changes your life. That's, that's what changes you, is letting the Word of God affect your thinking. Don't just check the box off and say, I, uh, I, I did my reading for the day. I have a reading plan on my phone. I, I, I try to go through a reading plan, and I try to read that every day, and I try to bark that off, and I try to keep track of that to read the Bible through in a year. That's my goal. But if all we do is read the Bible through, but it never, we never, the Word of God never abides with us, it won't help you through the trials of life. How often do you think about the Word of God? I challenged you last week to pray through the 23rd Psalm. I hope you did that every day. Let the 23rd Psalm abide in you throughout the day. Think about that. The Lord is my shepherd. He wants me to lie down. and He wants to take care of me. Think about that. What does that mean to you? Think about this verse that, that this week. Think about this. Jesus Christ enjoys you, and he wants you to enjoy him. Think about that. It is, it's incredible. If you think that the, the, the God who created this world wants to spend time with you and wants to enjoy your company. It blows my mind. And sometimes you sit there and you think, why, why? I got nothing to give to this relationship. <laughs> you have everything to give this relationship, yet you, want, you enjoy me. That his joy might remain in us and that our joy could be full. It's all about the the relationship. It takes effort to stay connected. You want to have joy this week? Stay connected to the vine. You're you're just a branch. (laughs) It's It's just a branch. The vine's the important part. And if you stay connected to the vine, you as a branch, you'll have full joy through that. Our joy is rooted in our relationship. Number two, our joy is rooted in our reliance. The branch relies on the vine for everything. Look at John chapter 15, verse 4. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine, no more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine. Ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. Listen to this last phrase. For without me, ye can do nothing. Without me, ye can do nothing. You can do nothing of any importance in the sight of God and Jesus Christ without relying on the vine. It's all about your reliance upon him. Think about this. What's on your list to do tomorrow? Everybody's got a to-do list of some sort. I got things I have to get done. Some of you have a honey-do list. which is a whole different story. But uh, it's, uh, you have a, a to-do list tomorrow. You, you have a Think about your day tomorrow. How many of you have to go to work tomorrow? All right, that's on your to-do list. You're going to work tomorrow. That's, that's part of the job. And so you know you're going to do that. Uh, most of you have some kind of chores around the house to do. There's things that need to get done. Ask yourself this question. As you think through your day tomorrow, what you have to get done tomorrow on your to-do list, What's there on your to-do list that you can't do without God? What is on your list tomorrow to accomplish that you need God for? Everything. I mean, I also rely on breath. But I'll tell you the truth, uh, if I'm my to-do list tomorrow to take out the garbage, I can can do that. I mean, God has to give me breath and life, but there, there are people in this world taking out the garbage apart from God. What I want to challenge you with this is this. Why not add some things to your list tomorrow that only God can do through you? You know, you can't save anyone. But God could use you to tell something about Jesus Christ. You can't, you can think, I'm going to try to be an encouragement, but you know what, you really need God to be an encouragement in the right way. Maybe tomorrow add to your to-do list, encouraging somebody else in the things of the Lord. See, sometimes we get so wrapped up and I have to do this and this and this and get this done, get this done. What about those things that God's trying to use you to accomplish? About the people you bump into every day, the people that you work with, your neighbors, and you think, I can't have any impact. No, you can't. But with God, you can. Is there someone in your life that, that needs a, a, t- a touch from Jesus Christ? Well, you're the branch. He's the He's divine and God can use you to touch their life what's on your to-do list our reliance upon them see that the health of the branch is a reflection of its connection to the vine a healthy branch has a healthy connection to a healthy vine is is Jesus Christ the same yesterday today and forever he is So is he doing his job? Yes. Is there power? Is there joy? Is there life? Is there peace in the vine? Yes. So if you're not healthy as a branch, it's only because you're not connected properly to the vine. See, the connection is a reflection of the vine. So you don't have to manufacture your own joy, your own strength, and your own peace. This is not a message about, like, make yourself happy. (laughs) <laughs> you ought to be, ha- I remember one time Dr. Thompson was preaching here years and years ago, and I was out in the back, I think it was in a help program, and I remember him up here saying, you ought to have joy, what's wrong with you people, why don't you have any joy in your life, and he's just probably, he's like yelling at us to have joy, that was Dr. Thompson, <laughs> I was like, okay, buddy, I got it, I got it, I got joy. <laughs> Oh, man, I love, and I was in the back just chuckling to myself. You know? I, I'm not here to tell you that you'll know, make yourself have joy. Stop being so mopey and get out there and be happy. No, it's not, that's not the idea. The idea is this, connect to the vine. You don't have to manufacture your own joy. Jesus Christ said, I'm the vine, you're the branch. If you abide in me, then my joy will remain in you and your joy will be full. So the joy flows through you from the vine. You don't have to have your own strength. See, your strength is a reflection of your connection. Your joy is a reflection of your connection. It's all about how well you're connected to the vine. And so if you have joy and peace and all those things, don't pat yourself on the back. Just realize it's all about how well you're connected to the vine. It all comes from Jesus Christ. He's the source of all those things. Your peace is a reflection of your connection. The vine is the resource. The branch is the result. You're just re- you're, your life and your countenance and your speech tomorrow and how you handle the, tri- the troubles and tribulations of this life is only a reflection of how well you're connected to Jesus Christ. Because it's all about him, not about you. But people don't see Jesus Christ because you're the result. When you look at a, a, a tree, you, don't, you can see through something. If, if the leaves are gone, now you can see it. But in the, when the leaves are the tree's in full bloom, you don't see the trunk. You see the branches. And that's what you are. You are what people see of what Jesus Christ is. And so as you go through your day, you're a reflection of what Jesus Christ is to a lost and dying world. And so if your connection is not good to Jesus Christ, they're not seeing a true picture of who Jesus Christ is. The branch is just the result, but the vine is the resource. Our joy is rooted in our reliance. Are you reliant on what is there in your day tomorrow that you need Jesus Christ for that you can't accomplish on your own? Lastly, our joy is rooted in our reward. Our joy is rooted in our reward. The other key thought in these verses, if you read through this over and over again, You'll see the word abide over and over again. And the other thought is this, bearing fruit, bearing fruit. A healthy branch bears fruit. In fact, the the point of this is that Jesus Christ and, and and God, the Father, is very concerned about how much fruit you're bearing. In fact, he's so concerned about that that he's willing to purge you to help you bear more fruit. He's willing to bring trials into your life and troubles in your life so you can bear more fruit. The end result of a good relation is a, relationship is a productive life. A life that shows Jesus Christ. Most of you uh, are familiar with Galatians chapter 5. The fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit. Eight characteristics. Eight qualities. Name someone. Someone name all the fruits of the Spirit. Joy. <laughs> We're talking about joy. So here it is. Here it is. You know, the Joy comes from the Holy Spirit it's all about your connection you don't have to manufacture your own joy you don't have to just work it up and and fake it and pretend it comes from the Holy Spirit joy what else long-suffering are you a long-suffering person are you are you long-suffering toward other people well not by nature that's okay because the Holy Spirit can overcome your nature it's connection to the vine what else love peace peace Love, loving one another, peace. In, 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 a, in a world full of turmoil where you turn on the news and says no peace and no peace, and I, I sit there and I watch uh, the funeral service for uh, Kobe Bryant and the remembrance and people crying and there's no peace and there's no peace and there's no peace. How are they going to function? How? People didn't show up for work the next day because Kobe Bryant died. Oh, I'm serious. Listen, it had more of an impact on people that never met Kobe Bryant. I know some teenage boys that, that, that uh, the only reason they go to school is because they love to play basketball. And the only reason they do good on their, try to do good on their grades is so they can stay <laughs> available for basketball. And the whole reason they try to stay out of the principal's office so they can play basketball. This is a little saying: "Ball is life." And for them, it really is. Their basketball affects their entire life, and they look to a guy like Kobe Bryant, who became kind of a mentor in those things and on, on, the, on the internet and all that kind of stuff, as someone they look to almost. Some of these boys don't have fathers, and as strange as it may sound, they look to men like Kobe Bryant as that role model for them. And when he passed away. When, when someone who's larger than life and has everything going for them dies like that, it, it's in a shockwave to a lot of people. They said the city of Los Angeles, is, there's still a mourning in Los Angeles, the whole city. It's, it, it's crazy. But we have peace through the Holy Spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, the fruit of the Spirit. This is the fruit of a of a Christian who's connected to the vine. It's not about you working up enough peace in your life. It's not about you working up enough love in your life. It's about you connecting to the vine. And as you let the love of Christ flow through you, it goes to people. And the peace of God comes through you to other people. And the long-sufferingness comes through Christ to other people. And you're just the, you're just the, the conduit. You're, you're just the branch that brings it from the vine to other people. And you bring the fruit to other people. And you spread the love of God. And you spread the peace of God. And you spread long-suffering and gentleness and goodness and all those things. because it comes comes from the vine. That's, that's staying connected. These characteristics become part of your character that people see every day. The fruit of the Spirit, bearing fruit. The fruit in here, I believe, is talking about your conduct, how you live, and also about converts telling people about Jesus Christ. Being that example on a regular basis. Spreading that, the love of Christ that way. The joy, our joy is rooted in our reward, the results of our life, bearing much fruit. Here in this passage, just a matter of hours from now, just a matter of hours from John 15, verse 11, Jesus Christ will lay down his life. But he f- spends a few minutes here explaining to his disciples this new relationship For three years, he ate with them, he talked with them, he hung out with them. They saw him do miracles, they saw him uh, denounce the Pharisees, they saw him teach the multitudes, they saw all these things. And that's all going to change. And so Christ is just saying here, I'm leaving you. And when I leave you, it's okay, because we're going to stay connected. I'm going to be the vine, you're going to be the branch, it's all going to be okay. This new relationship for them is nothing new for us. You never saw Jesus Christ teaching the, in the temple. You never saw Jesus Christ heal anybody. You, you never heard his voice audibly. You've you, you never really touched him with your hands, they did. So this relationship that he's talking to them is nothing new for us. But if we want to have joy in this world, i got to remind you today that it's all in how you stay connected to him. And so if we were to talk about enjoying life, and we're talking about, you know, avoid drama helps you enjoy life. I believe that. I do believe that. The Bible teaches that. (laughs) So whether I believe it or not, the Bible teaches that. That you, you would have a more enjoyable life if you learned to handle issues in your life and you, stay out of, and you keep your nose out of people's business. You will enjoy life better. And if you learn how to have an issue and resolve an issue, and Mrs. Stone said this years ago, life is a series of conflicts and resolutions. <laughs> it's true. So if you learn how to handle those conflicts and those, those become drama, you'll enjoy life better. So there's all kinds of things we can do to enjoy life. But none of that matters unless you stay connected to the vine. He's the source. And if you don't do it on purpose, you never will. So here's my challenge tonight. My challenge is for this week, spend time daily connecting to the vine. Spend time abiding in the word. Not just reading the word, but meditate on it. Take some time to think about it. Maybe it's this verse. Maybe it's this truth. Maybe it's something from John chapter 15 that you get a hold of and you think about and you think about and you think about. It. Have you ever had a verse capture your attention so much that you can't stop thinking about it? Let that be the case this week. Connect it to the vine. In your prayer time, don't let your prayer time just be a list of Help so-and-so, help so-and-so. And And those are all good. Just like Pastor Stone said just a few minutes ago, pray specifically for people. That's great. But it's also about you taking time to connect to the vine and enjoy that relationship that he wants to enjoy. Do it on purpose. Do it with intention. Because Christ said, if you want my joy to remain in you and you want your joy to be full, It's all based upon this relationship. You just got to stay connected. Would you bow your head and close your eyes?